Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberFro Podcast. It's really to share their insights. It's about five questions and nine minutes. The fact of never sleep. Excited to have a repeat offender on. He was episode number 84. We last talked in May of 2021. Leandro, I'd love for you to tell me, what have you been up to since the last time you were on the CyberPro podcast? Wow, May 2021. It's crazy how, like, the, the relative perception of time lately, it's crazy. So, well, at that point that we talked, the company that I have been with, Unified ID, was in the middle of or about to be acquired by Proof, Proof Identity, and that's where I've been for the last two years. Uh, and I'm currently a VP of product at Proof. Um, reporting to the chief product officer and managing a suite of products within within the organization, and it's very interesting because like I'm 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 in charge of what we call the experience of proof, how people experience proof, and if if you think about it, there's a lot of ways that APIs can be can be used and can be experienced, and now also with the with, with the advent of like Gen AI and everything, there's more experienced APIs or uh, more complex and more rich, richer APIs that can be developed. So, looking into things not only from an API perspective, but from a from a front end UI and different things that can be done to for, for people to be able to experience the product differently, better, and in different market verticals. Nice. And so, I do know that uh, you know you your company and and the work that you guys were doing was was heavily focused on behavioral biometrics. Um, and access management, for lack of a better term. I'm sure you'll define it better. How has that landscape changed and evolved over the last few years and through your acquisition? Yeah, so basically it was not access management. It, that would be that was one of the use cases. Um, but it's basically, if you think about it, it's more about MFA, multi-factor authentication, and the behavioral biometrics were can be used as different factors in an MFA multi-factor authentication solution. And that's pretty much what happened. All that technology got embedded into Proof's authentication products. Leveraging all that all, all that research, technology, and IP to be able to, uh, to create a, a very rich and frictionless MFA solution. Real quick, just, uh, you know, everybody who listens knows what MFA is, but how, how can prove, how can what you guys are doing, make the MFA process just that much more secure? Well, if you think about it, it's, um, you know, and we can go back to behavioral biomet biometrics, but the reality is that we have always thought about this, that in order to make something more secure, you need to add more friction, right? Uh, you need to add a challenge question and an OTP, right? a, po a possession check, or other kinds of checks in terms of the reputation of certain things and so on. Uh, there are ways to do that, and now uh, with the different technologies that have been evolving, there there are ways to add additional factors without necessarily adding more friction. And that's where we sit, and that's where, where, where there's a, a competitive advantage, right? In terms of being able to create, to make something more secure by adding more factors, more signals that you're looking at but without necessarily having to add more friction or at least if you if you add more friction it's more from a technology perspective and silent but not making the end user having to go through one more hoop to be able to get there ease of use correct perfect so i mean you guys are an emerging technology uh and trend as it stands but i'm curious are there other emerging trends, technologies, or approaches that you're excited about or that you guys are offering today that just is really cool for you? 
Well, the the reality is that we we sit at a unique point from a like, and this was very very interesting from from an ethos perspective about the the cultural alignment between Unify ID and Proof is like we we both companies had a frictionless ethos. Coming at it from a from a different perspective, Unify ID has been more about behavioral biometrics and Proof it has been about phone centric identity, uh, making sure that and that I think that's actually very interesting, right? Because Proof's take is that your phone number is a very unique, good, unique identifier for you, right? And, you know, in in, in in a lot of us, in some cases for us, it is. Like, for example, I had the same cell phone number for many, many years, right? So, and, and now with portability, it's not that because you move to a different area, you necessarily have to change your cell phone number, right? So a lot of people keep it and, you know, it becomes a, value, a valuable asset for, for us, right? So... Let's assume you wanted to open a new account for something. I don't know, apply for a bank account or apply for a loyalty card or whatever that is. You can apply with your phone number uh, and that gives a lot more signals uh, about how trustworthy, like to make sure that, that, that the person behind that application is really you. So Nice. So there's some real world or a real world example or story about what you guys are doing and how you're making life a little easier and some of the lessons that we can take away from that. Yeah. So I, I think one of the lessons is, uh, you don't, you, you don't have to mess up a user experience just because you want to make something more secure. And I can tell you one of proofs flagship product is called prefill and prefill works in a, it, the, the name is pretty descriptive, right? It's prefills something. So you don't have to do it yourself. And because of the phone centric identity philosophy, Instead of having to go and when you wanted to all onboard, you're onboarding, you're signing up for something, right? Instead of having to do all the data entry for all your information, you can just put your phone number and so one one challenge question, which could be like entering the last four of your social or your date of birth. And the whole application will be completed based on third-party authoritative data sources uh, for you to be able to accept or modify whatever you need to modify, right? So you could think about it like an like an autocomplete, but instead of from self-declared information from authoritative third-party data sources. And the beauty of that is you're creating you're creating a very secure way for people to complete that onboarding process, avoiding drop-off and abandonment of that process, and making it easier, faster, with information you can trust. And you, in a way, you're avoiding fraud because you can trust these, these sources versus somebody else trying to impersonate somebody else. And you can add you can add different checks and balances, possession checks with the device, and you know, making sure that the person that, that that they're claiming that they are the person they claim they're saying they are. Nice. So it sounds it sounds to me like you guys have created this, uh, you know, additional security solution. But as a byproduct, you've made life easier for a consumer who might be looking to, uh, you know, purchase something or fill out something to gain credit. I mean, it sounds like that was a cool byproduct. So. It is a cool experience, but it was not the right product. It was actually okay. thought about it that way in the sense like uh, Proof is very CX focused in that regard, and but also security focused. So you could see it both ways. In a way, you can create a great experience um, and as a byproduct, you get a more secure experience as well or vice versa, like you said, right? I, I don't think one is a byproduct of the other. It's been, it's been thought that way. Nice. And that's good to hear, right? We love hearing of companies who who are taking that mental focus and saying, okay, this isn't a byproduct. We know it's going to happen. So that's awesome. 
Final fun question for you. We usually ask our normal first-time guests what their favorite piece of retro technology is, but I want to know what your favorite current piece of technology is that makes you smile. Current piece of technology that makes me smile. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, I, I have to say the one that makes you smile the most at the moment is my Apple Watch. Why does it make me smile? Well, in the middle of all this, I actually became a dad. And it's amazing to see how uh, my baby daughter, she's not even a year old, how she's already interacting with my watch. And, you know, in a way it's scary, uh, but but they already know like all the swiping and all the different things. And, you know, that has been amazing to see in terms of creating intuitive technology that anybody can interact with. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for watching the CyberPro Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and bonus content.